your hands in the air. Yeah. These three words are getting busy. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Patrick, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin the show in a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with some important safety information. Three sheets to the mouse may contain language and subject matters that aren't suitable for smaller aviators, so listener discretion is advised. When the intro music begins, please take a seat and partake of any carry-on items. This includes bottles, flasks, cans, fine cigars, and skin mags. Okay, let's review. That is F-bombs, earmuffs, get drunk, smoke them if you got them, and send nudes. Anything else? Oh yeah, enjoy the show. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And justice deliciously squared, be prepared. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to an extra special uber heroic episode of Three Sheets to the Mouse. Right now, instead of being joined by the normal Motley crew, I've got Tim, I've got Adam, and uh, by the way, this is Mike, Mikey, and I've got an extra special guest with us. Uh, we're kind of doing a Q&A session um, with the man, the myth, the legend, Dodger fan extraordinaire, Manny Moonox. Is that is that how you pronounce that? <laughs> if you want to say it wrong, yeah, it's Moonox, but it's uh, Munoz. Munoz, it's the N with the with the tilde over yeah, the. Yeah, you got, you got the N going. Yeah. Um, and uh, for um, listeners, and definitely for Facebook group members of Three Sheets Nation, Manny is the head cancer hater at Gamerosity, which is the charitable uh, cause we raised some funds for over the past couple of months. And we thought we'd take some time to sit down with Manny, get to know him, get to know his. Uh, you know his organization a little bit and let some folks who don't know anything about you know who he is and what he does like you know adam uh ask some uh <laughs> ask some questions because i'm i'm pretty well familiar with it uh you know he and i go all the way back to 2015 so adam uh poke him take it all away right. so many um looks like you have a drink in your hand so a little thing we do on three sheets every week when we start out the show is we ask everybody pretty much what you're drinking. So what do you got in your cup? I have uh, some Johnny Walker Black neat. Very nice. Neat. Yeah. Neat. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> I was preparing <laughs> myself for some Johnny Walker Blue uh, if the Dodgers won, but it didn't happen. So uh. staying with Black. Awesome, awesome. And Mikey, what do you got? I've got some garbage from the uh, Contemporary Works by Stillwater. I shit you not, this looks like it came off the rack at Ikea. I don't know <laughs> if you can see this label. Wow. Okay. Do you see that crap on that label? Yeah, if, it's in Braille. Yeah, it looks like it's in Braille. If I had, like, an astigmatism, I wouldn't know what the hell was going on. It says it's called Surround. Okay. 
That's um, that's the name of the brew. It's called Surround. Are you going to start playing some Enya now? Just so that we know to get into the mood for that beer. I'm not. Uh, some Yanni, though. Oh, there you go. It, it says it is an oaked, an oaked, because trees are verbs now. It is an oak smoked imperial wheat stout. That's too many words for a beer. Yeah, I agree. So I am going to suffer through this. Um, Tim, what are you drinking? We've got some Calumet bourbon. Oh, you're still nursing that, huh? Oh, this is good. This it's is my new favorite, really I think. I am very impressed with this. It's really, really tasty. It's not that high in proof, but it, it's tasty. Never have I ever had the Johnny Walker, so I guess I got to go to Oregon to get a glass. It's good stuff. Johnny Walker's nice. The blue is real nice. I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manny, so... Since you're new to us, what what can you tell us? Tell us a little about yourself. Uh, I'm just some guy, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, uh, but you did amazing things. I mean, uh, um, so I mean, honestly, I'm just I'm a graphic designer, screen printer up in uh, Medford, Oregon, for uh, from uh, L.A., California. Kind of grew up down in near East L.A. and lived my life there. And when I was 15, I was diagnosed with cancer and uh went through the whole like holy crap i'm gonna live what's going on kind of thing and went through chemo and all that stuff and sort of just went on with my life as soon as they told me i could leave i was gone you know and so kind of entrenched myself in sports and life and all that stuff afterwards and then uh as time went by about 12 13 years went by i kind of wanted to give back my business was growing and kind of screen printing company was was starting to take off and my son at the time was three years old and i felt like i needed to teach him uh how to be generous and how to give back and how Christmas time is about, you know, giving, not taking. And so as an example to him, we found a local 15 year old boy who just relapsed with leukemia and we, we gave him uh, an Xbox 360, met the whole family, all that stuff. Uh, went to visit them. I had my kid give him the package so he could kind of see the whole thing come to fruition. And uh, by the time the evening was over, I walked away just feeling like, there's something like I felt so much more blessed than I feel like this kid did. And so like, I felt like we could do this on a bigger scale. And so that's sort of where the idea started coming from was like, it was very simple at first. It was like, let's give a kid a month, either an Xbox or PS3 or PS4, depending on what he likes, you know, um, and see if some buddies of mine want to go in on it. And as it evolved, it was like, well, you know, I have a screen printing press. I could print shirts, sell the shirts, give the money from the shirts, you know, towards these things. And it evolved into a, this whole like campaign driven thing. So at the time I was a, a subcontractor for um, International Justice Mission. This is a human trafficking prevention website. Pretty amazing. And I was part of the design team for that. And I just designed this sort of crowdfunding website for them and all this stuff was like happening at the same time it was like dude if you don't believe in signs like everything was like coming together and so i asked this team that if i designed the website would they develop it for me for free they said yeah and so um i came up with this concept where people could purchase apparel or they could they could make donations and every dollar of it would go to bring these care packages to these kids and it kind of like exploded like right out the gates it was really neat um and so um that's sort of where the idea came from and and the rest just sort of like 
was just product of being open to whatever would come of it, you know? And so that's, that's how we got started. That's awesome. Um, how long have you guys been around for now? Um, so I got the idea in December 2011, and we launched in February 2013. Um, and if you know me at all, you would know that I'm not a patient person. So a 14-month turnaround time was basically just torture for me um, to the point where, like, we were – I remember being up till 2 in the morning the, the day of launch day. I was up till 2 in the morning like adding stuff to the cart and testing the website in hopes that would work so we didn't feel like a bunch of idiots during our launch party showing off a website that didn't work. <laughs> oh, uh, sort of like an Apple launch party or something. <laughs> dude, yeah. Uh, I, I, I Steve Jobs did a little bit on this whole thing and like <laughs> cursed out a lot of people, threatened a lot of people just to make sure this is right. You know, when we showed it off on the keynote, it really was one of those things like, gosh, I really hope it adds to the cart, you know, but it did, and it was cool, you know, and I thought we'd have our feet on the ground since then, but it literally has been, like, a microcosm of that every single step of the way. We've just been learning as we go, and um, it's been cool. It's been stressful. It's been, like, life-changing and all that stuff, but uh, definitely worth all the stress that comes with it. That's awesome. I mean, you do an amazing job, and I'm sure the kids appreciate it. Now, I just want to get into, like, how the whole program works a little bit more. So, like, yeah. just at the bare beginning, like, how does a kid get selected for Gamerosity? Um, uh, well, it was funny when we first started, I was like begging parents to let us help their kids without sounding creepy out, you know, it was like just trying to get them like, let us have your kid on campaign. I promise you don't have to do anything. We just want to, you know, help kids with cancer. And I think the fact that I was a childhood cancer survivor, um, really gave a lot of, um, like confidence to the parents to just share their kids stories with us. Um, and then it just sort of launched on its own. Like I got a message this morning asking me if, uh, if I'm looking for kids to support. I'm like, bro, we have like 240 kids that are waiting for these packages. You know, like <laughs> I'm not looking for kids to support anymore that we're actually looking for donors to support now, you know? Um, so it's been a, it's been a crazy process just transitioning from, um, us trying to find people to support and us trying to actually uh, find supporters for these kids. It's been a bit of a process. Now, from what I understand of it, you don't just like give them one thing. You give them like a whole little package. Can you go into a yeah. little bit more detail on what's entailed into in that package? What's given in that yeah. package? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's really extravagant the stuff we give the kids, um, and a lot of that stems from stories and and my experience and my story is I really was able to tell the difference when I was sick the people who gave me a gift because they felt bad for me and perhaps they were just walking by like they wanted to give me something they didn't know what to get and they just went to the gift shop at the hospital versus the people who really cared and put thought into um an actual something that would actually change my day you know um so it was really off of that that i really um jumped off of and so when i was sick i my aunt my aunt and my uncle gave me two significant gifts. My aunt gave me a uh, Game Boy Color, which is like top of the line technology in 1999, you know. But um, it, and that one helped me through some long days in the hospital. My my uncle got me a basketball signed by Magic Johnson, wow. which I'm a huge Laker fan. I'm from LA, and so it's just like a really big thing to me. And so those kind of things were really like the springboard that we started this thing from was everything we're going to give these kids is going to be extravagant. It's going to be meaningful. Um, it's not going to be just for the sake of 
giving stuff to kids so I could feel good about myself. It's about quality over quantity. And if you have the right people around you, you can do both. And that's kind of what Gamerosity is. And so the rock star of our hero package is an iPad mini. Um, and that really tells my story as a cancer survivor. When I went through treatment, I had the Xbox, uh, or I had the, the PS, or sorry, the Game Boy Color. This is why I don't drink, guys. When I do the- <laughs> <laughs> you're you're in the right crowd. way back fine. machine, man. You keep going backwards. <laughs> you know, so, it's so um, you know, I had that Game Boy Color, and it helped me through long days. And, and really, the 2017 version of a Game Boy Color really is an iPad, you know. And, and as far as utility goes, from being able to stay in school and do your studies or just watch movies and hang loose or listen to music or play games, whatever you want to do, the iPad's it. Uh, so we have that, uh, some headphones, uh, a $25 iTunes gift card. We partnered with Griffin, and Griffin gave us their, you know, their wholesale costs on cases, on their survivor case. And the sucker is like shock absorbent, water resistant, has our logo on it, has their logo on it, so it's like co-branded. Super rad. Uh, that's in there. Um, we have custom backpacks coming down the road. Um, my wife, unfortunately, has to sew all the patches on these custom backpacks. And since she's working for us part time, she never gets a chance to do it. But those are coming hopefully around Christmas time. Uh, we have uh, we we got coloring books in there. We have um, so T-shirt. We have a stuffed animal of our logo. So it's like something to keep in company. Those are things where we tell the kids that these are like. Some of these are symbols, um, and some of these are, are utility, and they're all meaningful. And some of them just are really symbolic of the fact that there's value in who the child is, that people care about them enough to to take action for them. Because one of the fears I had when I was sick was that, you know, maybe people actually forgot that I was sick. Maybe they moved on with their lives and didn't care that, you know, I'm in a hospital bed with poison coming through my veins, you know. And so... Um, a lot of what we do at Gamerosity is letting these kids know that like they're remembered and that we care for them and that they're valued. And so a lot of these items are that, you know, from even the type of shirt we give the kids. It's not even like, you know, your basic cheapo cotton shirt. We give them, you know, American Apparel or Bella Canvas, like really soft, nice shirts and stuff like that. Um, we have items like we just added a Batman uh, fidget spinner. Awesome. That's in <laughs> honor of this boy in, in Boston who um, he passed away from neuroblastoma a couple years ago and they created a foundation in his honor to raise money for research. And so this honors that kid. We have an, you know, an Uno, a pack of Uno cards that represent a family in Wisconsin. And that's one of their favorite games to pass time when they're in the hospital. Just things like that. We partner with Max Love Project, and they give kids these—they're um, these these small little toy turtles that you press the button, and it actually has like stars and music playing in the sky, you know, like on the on the roof. Just everything in it is just really meaningful, and really special. We wrote a book last year. We have our our book in there. It's it's really everything is just kind of tight knit and meaningful in there and it's all pretty extravagant and that's kind of our heart behind it is like we want everything we give these kids to be like over the top stuff that'll be with them for a while which is kind of in the case like I visited um children's hospital in Milwaukee the last few years and every time I go there um it's the most like special and heartbreaking moments when I'm walking through there and I see all these families walking around with our backpacks. Um, it lets us know that we have a presence in there. So it's really special to me that there's value there. Um, but there's also, it's also heartbreaking that like, dude, our charity shouldn't exist, but it does. Um, and so we're here for them while we're here. Awesome. 
Awesome. So now I want to get into like the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about too much. So what's the average cost of a hero package? Uh, $500 is the cost of the hero package. That's what we got to raise. Um, we, the value of the hero package is right around $640. Uh, we've done things like, uh, we, we have a relationship with a local Apple dealership, um, and they give us their costs as long as we pay with a check. So no credit card fees. Um, the value of the case that we give the kids is $60. We get it for 30 and just give them that. Um, so everything's kind of value really high and because of my professional business as a screen printer, um, I have relationships with vendors all over the world where I could get things at wholesale costs. We just got to buy them ahead of time. So even the little, the little stuffed animals we're giving the kids, I'm working on a redesign for it. Um, and the prototype should be made hopefully by next week. I just approved it today and we're getting a thousand of those made, which is awesome because we're there. It only costs us like eight bucks, but then it's just like, Oh damn, I got to raise $8,000 <laughs> these things ahead of time, you know, but it's part of the business. You know, we, we work in bulk and we just like, we just hope that the money comes in and every time it does our overhead's super low. Like I'm a volunteer. So it makes it easy to raise money knowing that every penny's going back towards the cause. That's awesome. Um, what's yeah. the delivery process look like? Do you hand deliver a lot of them or are they like just shipped to the child? So up until about eight months ago, if there was a kid in Oregon, I mean, I've driven up to, there are times where, where I found out there's a kid at Dornbecker in the hospital right now and it's four and a half hours to get up there in, up in Portland and we'll put the kid on campaign and I'll just put a post out saying like, hey man, I'm just gonna believe in faith that you guys are gonna come through. Here's his website or here's his page, his hero page. If you guys fund it, I'm just gonna, just in confidence, in faith that I'm gonna show up to that hospital room and then he's gonna be funded. And every time it's worked out and the kid's been funded and I've delivered it, I delivered them local. Um, but up until about eight months ago, we sort of shifted everything. Um, and we got into this sort of storytelling phase where we realized that I'm not the only survivor around. Um, and what's the most important thing is that some of these kids are going to be leaders. Some of these kids are going to want to give back and some of these families are going to want to see if that's something their kid wants to do. And so we really started uh, delving deep into that. Since we've shipped out 640 of these hero packages, we have a huge pool of kids who probably want to give back, who understand what the kid that they're delivering to is going through. And so we decided to really dig into that emotion. And so now what we do is we hook these families up with other families who are in the area, kids who've received hero packages and are going to deliver it to them. So we have that kid make a video telling them that their hero package is on the way, that they're going to deliver it to them the next couple of days. They're really excited to give it to them. They think they're a hero too. And so we'll send them that video so the kid sees it. The, the recipient will see it. And a couple of days later, now there's a familiar face there. So it's not all awkward, bunch of strangers meeting up. And so we're able to kind of um, facilitate these relationships with these families. And we, I just think like as a survivor, um, it's super important and, and really, it's a lot deeper than just, you know, Gamerosity being the rock star and look at us, we're helping all these kids give us some money so we can help these kids. It's turned into something more. It's like, hey, these kids are the rock stars. Help us out so we can help facilitate this and create these relationships where these kids 
are meeting each other, lifting one another up, encouraging each other and understanding like, oh, he went through what I went through. If he could beat it, I could beat it. And and there's something really special about that. And so uh, about eight months ago, we started doing that. We started, we call it giving forward. Um, and the hero package is reflecting that because more and more items are reflecting kids who've gone through treatment or maybe have passed away from treatment and just honoring their memory. So the package we're giving the kids is telling the story of survivors and fighters like themselves. And then it's also being delivered by a hero to a hero. So it's really starting to become this like immersive experience where, where long-term relationships are happening. Um, uh, identifying with one another is happening. It's really special. Uh, it's hard for me personally because I love delivering these things. It's kind of cathartic for me. Um, but the reality is, is, is these relationships are more important than my feelings you know, and so as long as yeah, we facilitate it. these, you know what I mean? So that's that's kind of what we're digging into there. And it's been amazing to see some of these relationships, you know, like later on on Facebook, I'll see like they went out to, you know, to ice cream together and stuff. And it's really neat to know that we helped create that environment uh, with these families by, by connecting them. And then they get to continue that afterwards. So it's really special. Yeah, that whole story kind of just gave me chills. I love the fact that the kids are now going out and giving these packages out to other kids. That just blows It's my super mind. cool, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's I, I love every bit of it. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's like the executive director of it, it I, like, you know, I, I well up with pride. I'm super grateful and happy to be a part of it, you know, and, and you know, as a survivor, I think that's the unique part is, I'm able to take myself out of the equation as the director of it and, and put put the survivor aspect into it and actually have really meaningful relational things happen because really my position doesn't matter. Like if I get fired as the executive director, there goes my zero dollars a year salary. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, you know, that's where I'm coming from with it. That's awesome. So you guys, where's your like main base? Where's your headquarters? Do you have like an office or is it just like? Yeah. So we're in, we're in Medford, Oregon. Um, my so me and a buddy co-own a screen printing company, and over the you know eight years we've been around, we kind of grew from a garage to this thirty-six hundred square foot big old shop with all this production happening and all that. And there's enough room to really house this charity that that's kind of ebbing and flowing throughout the year, just depending on how chaotic it is. Um, so we have one employee. She she's she probably works about 40 hours a week. She logs about 20 to 25 because she, she doesn't listen to me when I tell her to log her hours. She gets paid next to nothing. She's a former lawyer, and she works for us for, like, nothing. You know? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, she's she's a great she. So she's a type one diabetic. Um, she was diagnosed with diabetes when she was six years old. So she really identifies with childhood illnesses and just life altering situations that happen because of your health. And so this stuff really hits home for her. And so she just loves being a part of it. Her name's Jenna. She's a freaking champ and really the backbone of the charity. If you guys re like, if you guys were to buy a shirt. I probably printed it, but she definitely shipped it. And if she didn't ship it, it'll never get shipped, guys. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> that's just how it works. So she's the one that kind of handles all that stuff. Um, and we have storage in the shop, and so we're able to kind of keep the stuff, like all the stuffies and you know the casing cases and all that stuff there. There's enough room for volunteers to come and help when we need it and stuff. But that's where where 
the basic hub is is there, which is ironically nowhere near a children's hospital. It's just where I happen to live. Um, we do have a um, a chapter out in Milwaukee um, that just started about a year and a half ago, and they they have their own bank account. They do their own fundraising, and they basically use all the money just pour it back into the kids. Great people out there. There's a children's hospital in Milwaukee that's gigantic, and so they just support the families there. But everything pretty much starts and you know out of medford that's awesome i one last question um mm -hmm. what is the biggest challenge uh gamerosity is facing right now you think currently in this moment it's my time so you know if you're a donor or a consumer you're ov obviously always concerned about where the money's going um and how much of your one dollar goes towards the hero package versus administrative fees and we're proud to say that every penny of your one dollar goes towards the hero package as opposed to administrative fees and we fundraise for jenna's uh wages on with outside donors and stuff but when it comes down to it, all the vision casting, all the graphic design, all the Facebook ads, all all the web stuff that's pretty sizable, like the needs for that right now, are all done by me. And I'm running a growing screen printing company. And so a lot of times my time is taken up um, and I'm not able to really dig in. So what we usually do is about every three to four months, we get like an Airbnb somewhere within like a 50 to 100 mile radius that has internet. And we just, I take my iMac and I just stow away to this place and I just work on Gamerosity for 24 straight hours. And then usually that's able to get us about three to four months like <laughs> taken care of as far as the ad stuff goes. You know, now we're about to jump into our holiday season stuff and getting all those campaigns ready to go because we, we usually fund in about 15 days about 35 of these campaigns for these kids. So the need is high during that time. And if I'm not able to grab your attention, someone else will, you know. Um, and so I got to work hard to make sure that you guys remember who we are, you know, during that season. So it's a bit of a challenge, but... You know, as far as charities go, it's a very minimal challenge. You know, one weekend to get it all taken care of. Awesome, awesome. Well, Mikey has some news to share with you, so I'm going to pass this off to Mikey right now. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> first off, you've got kids that get fun. And I want, I want to touch on this, and I want to ask you and let you actually answer it because I think we kind of glossed over it. When it comes to um, the kids being on the wall and raising money and stuff like that, how um, – does the campaign aspect work as far as you know buying a shirt and getting it off a wall is that just for anybody to do or is that for like friends and family or how's that so it was it was designed the the, the idea was designed for friends and family to have the question answered of uh what can we do to help um, which is a question that gets asked a lot. And, I, and I'm sure you've, you've heard it before, Mikey, is, is, well, what can we do? And it was meant to be the solution to that, of saying, like, well, hey, here's something you can do to support. That was the idea when we started. What ended up happening is we found out that there's a community of supporters that just hate childhood cancer and they want to help kids, and um, they really latched on to this idea. And so a lot of times it's, it's non-friends and family that are supporting kids that go forward, um, a lot of a lot of parents will nominate their child and then they'll kind of 
either forget or kind of expect it to magically get funded. Um, and sometimes it just has to catch my eye. Um, if, if I hear a story, cause I, I like all these pages, you know, if, if you nominate your child and you have their page in there, when I vet that child before we get them on the hero page, um, I'll like their page and I'll follow the stories and stuff like that. And if there's something that really stands out at, at me or, you know, maybe I'm going and scrolling three months later and I realize like, oh, this kid has a surgery in two weeks. Let's get him funded so he has something there for him. You know, um, sometimes it takes that uh, and then we get the community behind it. It was always meant to be just the friends and family. That's how I envisioned it. And then all these sort of people in the fray would sort of support on a macro level and then they could and then we could you know disperse those funds as needed um what ended up happening is they really these people that i thought would want to be would feel more comfortable on a macro level are actually more looking to be involved on a micro level and help this kid in their situation they just need to be for lack of a better word um they just need to be compelled enough to to make the decision and it's us that kind of has to tell the story on behalf of the child. Then then usually what happens, and this has kind of been a, a, a frustrating because it wasn't what I originally thought, but, I, but beautiful, you know, in a give forward sort of ways when these families get funded. And Mikey, I think you could really testify to this is once a kid gets funded, you really are, are like, geez, this isn't just any gift. There's a lot of stuff here and there's a lot of value here. Um, let's give forward to the next family since, you know, it didn't really work the way I thought it would or, you know, like, um, um, so this, you know, kind of give forward and, and, you know, people who've been funded helping the next kid that goes to their hospital and funding them and see how we could organically get wider and cover more people and stuff. So uh, li listen, man, I'm a survivor. Like, like these kids aren't numbers to me. In fact, you know, J Jenna, who's incredible, um, and she does everything great but she made this post about a week and a half ago about 640 kids get funding and it actually broke my heart more than excited me you know like i honestly i stopped counting how many we funded at 500 because i felt like that was a very meaningful benchmark as far as the the life of our charity goes because 500 very that comes out to like half a quarter million dollars you know mm -hmm. like that was raised just just to, so there's value there as a charity as a young charity as a, sort of an in, independent charity there's value there but then you start quantifying like like these are lives and, and kids and and these are horrifying stories you know we don't we don't mm -hmm. quantify horrifying stories so why would we quantify this um you know and so i really find value in the relationships made more than i do in um, a catchy slogan or a really cool leader or a, you know, a badass executive director or any of this bullshit that I just don't, I, I, I don't, I don't ascribe to it. I don't want any part of it. I just want kids to know that they're loved by a community. I, that's I, why we're here, you know? And so that's what I'm about. Um, I'm just going to say one thing. I've worked in a bunch of different charities for my personal job and the ones that I see, that are successful are the ones with the executive directors who don't necessarily take a paycheck who mm -hmm. this means something more to them than an ends to a means this is a passion this is this is what they want to do with their lives this is their mm -hmm. calling and i can't tell you how much i see that in you i've worked with a bunch of charities i can't mention them 
I'll tell you about some of my experiences sure. off the air if you want. But at the end of the day, it's the ones that are successful as the ones that have heart behind them. And I, I definitely yeah. see that with you guys. So I appreciate it, man. You. I mean, dude, like, you know, it's it. I'm, I'm Mexican, dude. So if you're Mexican and you have like more than one sibling, chances are mm -hmm. you already have a group of people ready to bring you back down to earth, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, honestly, we have the Miami Mafia, okay? So we know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, it's man. Just, like, honestly, like, there's when it. At the end of the day, I spent more time today helping put ink through a screen onto a shirt than I did changing the world. You know what I mean? Like, like, dude, I'm just some dude that survived. And at best, I'm just an example to these parents and to these kids that that there's there could be hope, you know, because because there's a chance, you know, Boston may never have kids and I have two. And so. I feel a moral responsibility to raise my children with all my love and with all my heart. You know, um, there's a chance that some of these kids won't grow up to get married. So I'm married and I will love my wife with everything in me, you know, the way I run my business. All this. So there's a lot of conviction in how I do things. And I just feel like as a survivor, my responsibility is to never like let any of that stuff go to my head because like, dude, six years ago nobody knew me and six years ago you probably didn't want to i was just like an angry frustrated dissatisfied person because i, I didn't really find my calling yet you know what i mean like and so being able to do this is incredibly fulfilling and it's one of the it's a huge blessing in my life these families i've been able to meet it changed my life dude like i was in freaking boston massachusetts in may to receive some award and it was the goofiest thing to me. I, if there wasn't a Red Sox game in it for me, I probably wouldn't have gone. You know, like, <laughs> so like, dude, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like there's enough people around me that understand, you know, not just my heart, but what the purpose is. And if I ever get bigger than gamerosity, then either you know, gamerosity won't exist, or I won't be a part of it. And both of those, I feel like, are completely acceptable if that ever happens. Fair enough. We yeah. have some good news. Yeah, getting back to what Adam segued to 25 minutes ago, we got, we got derailed as as I'm prone to doing. Um, our uh, our Facebook group and our listeners really really came together. I think. I mean, it's not we we, we didn't get enough to uh, you know together to you know take care of the entire wall uh, of heroes by any stretch. Um, or by yeah, that's yeah. I, what I wouldn't, uh, what I wouldn't give for that to happen, just to yeah. clear it off and just see like three, you know, the three newest ones uh, on there. But um, I don't, and we don't have all the final numbers in yet because we had some some folks still uh, contributing that you know offered up match donations and stuff like that. If I wore my wife's pants around Disney World. You no, know, you should tell them the type. If you, it's not just pants. It's I don't know oh, if you're familiar he, with the Lula Room bag. Lula, uh, yeah. he, Manny saw a photograph and he awesome. literally said, "I have no words." Um, I think that was he also a had. We put to him. Yeah, yeah, he had no lunch left either. Once I sent him the photograph. Uh, but I'm I'm very proud to to, to say that we're going to be able to uh, give you a deposit. Upwards of at least twenty five hundred dollars. No kidding, that is so rad, man. For uh, so cool for helping out, you know, kids. And I know the the most difficult thing is, and I get this question posed to me is, you know, is that do you 
do you get five kids that have zero dollars? Do you get, you know, ten kids that just need a little bit? Uh, hell, I don't know the answer to that question because it's either 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 choice you make, it's selfish. But yeah. it's not. And th that's the oxymoron of, of the whole thing is like, you know, whatever kid you do pick, there's 240 you did not pick. I know. So, God, that's that's uh, that, that's not a, a position I want to put anybody in. So we'll I don't know so where, where we're starting. Katrina, Katrina. These Mickey Mouse guys here raised twenty five hundred dollars for gay Rossity. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Just touch on Mickey Mouse and let's curse. be fair. We're drunks. <laughs> <laughs> we are a drinking podcast with a Disney problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're drinking podcast with a drinking or Disney problem. Say hi to my wife, guys. Hello. Hey, Cat. Nice to be here. Mikey, you know that. That's awesome. I have no clue what you're saying because she has headphones in. But gamerosity. <laughs> Just to make it a little bit more awkward. She said thank you. No problem. Well, she, we heard her. She kissed <laughs> <laughs> you. So now around. I'm the asshole talking to the deaf girl. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Yeah. She's so um That's rad, man. You know, it was it was really humbling to see these donations come pouring in. Dude, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're humble. Imagine how I feel. That's super cool. <laughs> um, we should have a Boston do a delivery to a kid in Houston when he goes down there. I mean, it'd be well, I, I don't know how that's going to work out because he's like going to be quarantined. Yeah, before and, it gets it. Because is it a transplant? Yeah, it's a transplant, and he yeah. actually it's a. Uh, I think the um, the transplant takes place on the twentieth. Okay, and we'll figure it out. Um, Maybe we'll you know, find a kid locally before uh, before he has to be in isolation. I'm gonna be rad. I think the kids say this, uh, and oh. we're a Disney podcast, so I've I've got to I've got to at least talk Disney somewhere in here. Home, yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to put you on blast, yeah. Manny. Is that what the kids say? Put me on blast, yeah. I'm gonna well, put you on blast. You're uh, not really that hip to the uh, Disneyland theme park. Uh -huh. I'm sorry. The, the the Sleeping Beauty castle. Oh yeah, I don't I don't like the castle. I think it's, it's just it, you literally just walk through it and then people little. like yeah. To me, it's like people just take pictures in front of it and there's nothing in the castle. You just sort of walk through it and there's gift shops around. So um, I'm not that big on it. But also, I've been to Disneyland like I would 50 to 100 times in my life. So. Um, I have a completely different Disney experience than you mortals do. Like, I'm, <laughs> I, so my wife is an incredible seamstress and she made this amazing uh, Rapunzel outfit, this dress for her and a uh, Flynn Rider vest for Malachi. And they were Flynn Rider and Rapunzel in Disneyland. And <clears throat> I believe his they, name is Eugene. Eugene Fitzherbert, yeah. So as he's known on the streets, though, as Flynn Rider. <laughs> and so, in the hood. In the hood, yeah. So, on the uh, trails, we know him as Flynn Rider. Yeah, Flynn Rider. So like they got pulled to the side, and they were like, they had their own side session with like Rapunzel and Flynn Rider and separate pictures and all that before you get to the line of all the sad losers just waiting to take pictures with the princesses we already did that you know they the just peasants. 
Yeah, the peasants. <laughs> the little say, people. <laughs> they go, they go. You know, he'd say, "Put on your sunglasses. People will think you're famous. Just go with it." <laughs> yeah. but, um, I'm sorry, guys. I've never been short on words in my life. No, so. it's fine. Cause no, I, no. I, I had you man. answered all the questions. I had more <laughs> questions, but you answered them as you were speaking, so I didn't have to okay. ask them. So yeah. it was perfect. Yeah. Well, I guess we should wrap it up by Manny. Tell us where we can find Gameracity if people still want to donate. How would they do that? Mm -hmm. So, uh, gamerosity.com, uh, games plus generosity. That's how we got the name. So it's kind of mixed together. Um, plus it was during that web 2.0 time where everybody made up words for businesses. Um, so G A M E R O S I T Y. So S not a C. Um, and you could search facebook.com slash gamerosity. Uh, we're on obviously gamerosity.com. Instagram, same thing. You just search Gamerosity, you'll find us. Um, yeah, and you know, you could donate. There's a donate button on there. Um, there's two ways to do it. One is sort of to be to do the removed donation, where you just like, bro, I don't want to look at the kids because it's too heartbreaking. I just want to support the charity. You guys figure it out. Which you know, dick move, but I get it. Um, and then the obviously yeah. the other the other option is you go on the hero wall and you you sort through the kids uh, based on location diagnosis or you could just read through and, and decide who you want to support. You could help that child directly. They have a goal meter so you could see how far they are from getting funded. Um, and in fact, when you add something to the cart, you'll see the the goal meter move. Um, so it's pretty interactive. Um, down the road, uh, part of some changes I made a year ago that never happened. Now we're looking for a new developer to make it happen. Actually, uh, the plan is just to have 46 kids on campaign to represent the 40 kids diagnosed with, with cancer a day. Um, and that is a hierarchy by activity. So if people are donating or buying apparel on that kid's page, they float to the top. So you could still search all 230 kids, but to keep people from being overwhelmed with that insane number of kids that are out there. It's just a really simple way of, of viewing the child. So we have some amazing plans in the future, custom apparel and um, for each child. So it would, it would say, you know, team Boston or Boston's army, things like that, um, which we think will help get kids funded faster, but it takes a lot of infrastructure, a lot of web work and the bid we got from a development team um, made me both, uh, vomit in my mouth and cry myself to sleep like it's it's high the kind of tech that we're talking and we keep on wanting to push the envelope because if we're not well funded then we better be um, innovative um, and we've already had charities copy us and take our model and so um, that's fine they could keep on copying us but um, we're just gonna keep on innovating you know and finding so that's it Alrighty. I don't know how to wrap up the show because I don't have a speech. So, Mikey, any last words? This was a lot of fun just because uh, it is informative, I think, for everybody. I never really get a chance to sit down and, and talk with Manny more than uh, five minutes at a time. Uh, you know, the Gamerosity, you know, organization is, is doing everything right to help these kids out. I know because I've seen it. Um, so I'm, you know, my hat that I was wearing earlier came off for hats off to you, Manny. And you know, I, I hate that you finally had to pay for a trip to Disneyland. That's gotta just, 
You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's, retail. That's, just that's what it's like, huh? Uh, Tim, any last words before this goes even further down the rabbit hole? <laughs> no, it was great talking to you, Manny. It was great learning more about Gamerosity, and we're glad to, that we could help you and help the kids, and hope to do it again. Dude, I, you know, I totally appreciate it, man. Just even... Even if it was just having me on without even a donation, dude, like it has nothing to do with that. Just to just people that understand and get it and just want to have a good time. Like that's really important to me. But dude, supporting these kids, being a part of it and like using our charity as a platform for that is like huge blessing, man. I really appreciate it. Awesome. All right. So I actually don't have to say any last words because I got the tagline this week. So you know what? For this time and that time and next time and your time and our time and yeah, whatever it is. So long. So long. Thanks for all the yeah. fish. Um, Thanks for all the fish. <laughs> <laughs>